Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at MarksDailyApple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at PrimalBlueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Jeffrey Smith. He is a leading consumer advocate, and he promotes healthier non-GMO choices. For more than two decades, his research has exposed how biotech companies mislead policymakers and the public and put the health of society and environment at risk. He has a feature-length documentary called Genetic Roulette, The Gamble of Our Lives, and that links genetically engineered food to toxic and allergic reactions, infertility, digestive orders, and numerous other problems that have been on the rise in the U.S. population since genetically modified organisms, or GMOs, were introduced. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Thank you, and I have to append your introduction because now we have a new film, which is available uh, for free for everyone, May 15th to 22nd, called Secret Ingredients, which takes off where Genetic Roulette left off. Yeah, so that is coming up really soon for everyone to get on, and that's why we're doing this podcast today, to get into this topic. Um, This is something we all need to know about, and I have a personal experience with this, but let's just start from how did you even get involved in learning about GMOs, or you know, what, what led you down this path? Well, in 1996, I went to a lecture by a genetic engineer who blew the whistle. He basically said the technology is not ready for prime time. It's very dangerous. It could lead to allergens and toxins and new diseases and nutritional problems in the food. It can create self-propagating genetic pollution in the gene pool. And that was the year that GMOs were about to be widely commercialized in the United States. So he was kind of a lone voice. And I realized this isn't going to work because this is an A-level priority. This can affect every living being all future generations, everyone who eats, and no one knows about it. So I decided to translate the science into English, and I've been doing that for the last 23 years. I've got uh, Seeds of Deception is one of my books, Genetic Roulette is another. I've had four films, given a thousand lectures in 45 countries. And it turns out that his his fears have come true. We now understand that GMOs and the Roundup herbicide sprayed on most GMOs are linked to a long list of diseases, and we actually have considerable evidence that when people switch to foods without GMOs or Roundup, they get better from a considerably long distant, long list of diseases as well. Let me get back to the beginning for people listening. What the hell is GMO? What are they actually doing? Tell us what they're doing. They're taking something that was growing naturally on its own, no problems, and then what does this mean? Well, the process of genetic engineering typically for years was taking genes from one species and forcing it into the DNA of other species like soybeans and corn. So they put viral genes or bacteria genes in order primarily to render those crops tolerant to being sprayed with herbicides. So Monsanto produced Roundup-ready soybeans, and now the Roundup-ready soybeans in the field can be sprayed with Roundup herbicide, and the Roundup gets absorbed into the crop and we eat it. Now, there's also gene editing, where you change the order of genes or you delete certain genes or add other genes from within the its own genome, and both the process of insertion as well as editing creates massive collateral damage in the DNA, which can cause very serious problems, even death. And a lot of those problems are not evaluated by the companies and certainly not by the governments. In what way, in the most fourth grader explanation terms, um, 
happens when a genetically modified organism or like I'm eating a GMO soybean dish, you know? And I mean, I would say, at least I think this is true because this is what I've been saying, almost all of the soy in the U.S. is GMO and corn, right? I mean, That's the right. majority of it. So um, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you're eating a lot of like tofu and all that kind of stuff, what's actually, what's the mechanism by with by which the effery over here with the GMO is affecting me and then can ignite genetic, you know, switches to turn on that shouldn't. Well, there's a number of things, and we can spend a little time on this. And and it actually is kind of overwhelming evidence. It's pretty powerful. And once I explain it, I think a lot of people are going to make an effort to avoid GMOs. And the good news is most people, when they switch to an organic food or food that is not genetically engineered or sprayed with Roundup and other toxins, they often recover from chronic conditions which they had no idea were related to their food. So it's worth paying attention. And I think the first thing is, which we already talked about, is the process of genetic engineering. So let's say you take uh, genes from a bacteria in the soil called Bacillus thuringiensis, or Bt, and you make millions of copies of that gene, which is known to kill insects, and you coat little particles of tungsten or or gold, and you shoot it, put it in a gun, you actually load a gun and shoot that gun into a plate of corn cells. And then you clone those cells into a plant, and now every cell of that plant contains a little gene that produces an insecticide called Bt toxin. Now, first of all, the toxin itself, which is in most of the corn in the country, is dangerous. It's linked to allergic reactions. It's found, it it kills insects by poking holes in the walls of their guts to kill them. It turns out it pokes holes in human cells in, in petri dishes with high concentrations in laboratory settings. So just eating the Bt toxin that's supposed to be there is not a good idea. Second, when you insert the gene and then clone it, you end up creating changes in normal DNA function. So normally in that same corn that produces Bt toxin, there's a gene that's normally asleep. It doesn't produce its gene product, which is called gamazine, which is an allergen, which is good because now people who are allergic to gamazine can eat corn, but not Monsanto's genetically engineered Bt corn because that gene is switched on. It's an accident. It's a side effect. It occurs. So now some people may be getting allergic reactions to the genetically engineered corn and its collateral damage. There's another corn called Roundup Ready. This is where you spray the Roundup on that corn. And it turns out the process of genetically engineering that corn increased or changed the levels of 200 different proteins or metabolites, and two, including two of my favorite, putrescine and cadaverine. These are the compounds largely responsible for the foul odor of rotting dead bodies. And guess what? They're in higher levels in Monsanto's Roundup Ready corn. So just the process of genetic engineering can create problems. The Bt toxin that's put into corn can create toxins. And also the Roundup that's sprayed on the Roundup Ready crops. Roundup is linked to numerous diseases. You may have heard the trials going on where Monsanto keeps getting um, hit with you know tens of millions of dollars in fines by juries that unanimously find that their Roundup herbicide caused the cancer 
of the plaintiff. The World Health Organization described it as a class 2A carcinogen, but it doesn't stop there. It's also an antibiotic and messes up the gut bacteria. It also can link to leaky gut, creating gaps between the cells of our intestines. It also can block the absorption and use of minerals. It can block certain metabolic pathways, especially the ones that create the neurotransmitters like serotonin, melatonin, and dopamine. It's linked to birth defects. It can mess up our energy and longevity, etc., which is linked to the mitochondria, destroying the mitochondria, which means it can explain why people, when they stop consuming it, have more energy and less brain fog. I think the easier way to say it is this, Al. I, I asked people at 150 lectures what benefits they noted in their lives when they switched to a non-GMO and organic diet, and I was overwhelmed with the same repeating patterns. The number one improvement was always digestion. And so when we served surveyed 3,256 people. They reported getting better from 28 different conditions, and the number one was digestion, 85%. Then the next one was increased energy. The next one was reduced weight, then brain fog, then anxiety and depression and pain and allergies and all sorts of things, That right down to autism symptoms and, and uh, Parkinson's and cancer. And if you look at the modes of action of what it is that Roundup and, bio and GMOs are doing, it's as if they erode the fundamental pillars of our health. And it's as if they're designed to do that. And no wonder more than 30 diseases are rising in parallel in the United States with the increased use of GMOs or the Roundup sprayed on them. Yeah, very well said. And also we talk a lot about mitochondrial function on this show and I've had mitochondrial dysfunction before and understand that. So, you know, as well, uh, heavy metals and all these other things that, that disrupt it. And this is one of them. So it's interesting you mentioned Monsanto. So, uh, I have family that live in Hawaii, and so I've, you know, been regularly over the course of years, you know, every couple of years I might go. Went a couple of years ago to Kauai for the first time, and I'd never been to that island, and I was like, what's going on? Like, why are there protesters everywhere? And I also went to Maui that same trip, and there were protesters everywhere, and they were all protesters protesting Monsanto for what they are doing to the land of Hawaii. And there's, I think, Pierce Brosnan's wife did a documentary on it. Someone's doing a documentary on the Hawaiian uh, issue there. And what I learned, and I was just like, wait, what's happening? And I guess they're testing all of their GMO corn there, and people are like, they're ruining the soil. And someone said something to me about, you'd have to like plant a bunch of hemp and wait 10 years for that soil to get good again, and they're just ruining it. And so I'd love you to tell me, like, you know, the, the, the layman's terms explanation of what it's doing to our earth. And, um, you know, that company is just, like you said, not only just the trials with the health, there are also people in Hawaii where they're spraying it. And I guess unlike California or other places, the complaint was, you know, here in California, I guess you have to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess if you're going to be spraying pesticides, you have to tell us like how long and, you know, what the amount is and whatever. There are regulations about it where there aren't elsewhere. So kids were getting sick on the west side of Hawaii. And I didn't realize that like where I was staying, I was basically like taking my daily walk next to fields that were being sprayed oh, no. until I was looking at all of these, you know, um, protesters. So, so anyway, just, I'd love you to get into that into like, what's it's forget our bodies. Now we know that oof, but what about the earth? Well, let's take a look at West side of Hawaii. There's a, the a middle school there, um, Kilauea, I believe. And twice they had to, um, 
basically send rush kids to the hospital and shut down the school and get all the kids inside a room because drift from the pesticides came over and caused tremendous damage. I talked to one of the nurses who was in the emergency room who had to deal with these kids, and she said that what's happening throughout the West Side is tremendous diseases. There's a tenfold increase in congenital heart uh, birth defects. There's uh, people wake up, kids wake up with blood on their pillow from from bleeding noses. There's asthma that's run rampant. I talked to people who were um, in the school as teachers, and they said other teachers had to leave because they got sick, and when they left, they often got better. There was a very high level of cancer in the school, uh, and they found that there's been a cover-up where there's been uh, collusion, apparently, between the industry and their friends in the local government who tried to blame it on stinkweed or, or didn't do investigations. But there's a lot of evidence that it, in fact, is the chemicals that are associated with the GMOs. Now, we also I also visited Molokai. I visited each of these places, and I was involved in educating people. In Molokai, there's a lot of workers because Monsanto, which is now Bayer, because Bayer, the aspirin company, bought Monsanto, they're the largest employer. They have about 500 people employed last time I checked, and many of these people working in the field get terribly sick but are scared to report it because they don't want to lose their job. Now, Especially in a place like Molokai, because there's not many people that live there. There's not much industry, particularly on that island. So I can understand that, especially there. Exactly. And in, in Maui right now, there's an interesting question as to what's going to happen with the land that was just given up by the sugar industry, because they're going to sell it. Is it going to go to uh, healthy, healthy agriculture? Is it going to go to Monsanto? Or is it going to go to development? Now, you mentioned about what happens in the ground. Uh, if you spray Roundup, then its meat chief poison called glyphosate can stick around. It can stick around for months or decades. The longest recorded half-life, which means the time it takes to degrade into 50%, is 22 years. It, often ha it usually happens a lot quicker than that, depending on the nature of the soil. But Monsanto had lied, saying that it was biodegradable and got convicted of false advertising, first by a New York court, and then many years later, because they continued to falsely advertise in Europe, by French court, even the French Supreme Court. So they lied about the fact that it had biodegrades, and they lied about the fact that it was safe. And documents that came out in the lawsuit recently showed how they cooked the books and even cooked the skin. They wanted to show that it didn't cause absorption into the skin for those who were applying it. It was shocking to them how much was getting into the skin. But all of a sudden, there was a reduction in the amount of absorption rate in all of their research, and someone decided to investigate and found out that what they were doing was they were taking skin of cadavers, dead bodies, baking it in an oven, and then freezing it, turning it into a leather-like substance. And under those conditions, they couldn't get their glyphosate to be absorbed. And that's what they reported as the absorption rate. So all of this has been coming out, how they hired scientists to basically ghostwrite. So they ghostwrote things and then had the scientists simply sign their names to them, how they had collusion inside the EPA, where it was their lapdog that approved the glyphosate saying that it didn't cause cancer. All of this has come out in these trials, but there's also the evidence about what it's doing to the land. And it turns out that the GMOs in the land can also damage the soil. The Roundup can kill the beneficial bacteria, and it can end up rendering the soil into far less 
fertile than it was before. In fact, in India, I was talking to my friend Vandana Shiva, who said that after planting two seasons of genetically engineered cotton, nothing grew on these farmers' land. Right, it basically uh, destroys the land. It certainly, it certainly doesn't, it doesn't create it sterile every time. But we have a situation, for example, where someone was spraying Roundup on potatoes or onions, but the sprayer got jammed and he only sprayed it on certain rows and not others. But when he harvested it, he found that the area that there was no Roundup sprayed was doing much better. And where it was sprayed, the, the fruit or vegetables were smaller and less abundant. Also, it promotes soil-borne pathogens. So it promotes fungal-based pathogens, which are obviously bad for the soil and the plant, but they also can become airborne. And so the air quality in these fields and around them can be quite dangerous to humans because of the toxins created by the fungus. It's amazing. And then what truth is there too, and by what mechanism would hemp be the reason someone said, oh, if you planted hemp, then that could help restore it. Is that, was that just a random thing? Someone said there's no truth to it? Or like, how would you repair it? Like you if know, you go to uh, Hawaii and you want to fix it now and say, okay, let's say Monsanto gets out of there and leaves Hawaii alone. Now what? Well, there are certain cover crops you can put on soil to restore the minerals, to absorb the toxins. I don't believe there's any research on hemp specifically to restore the Roundup sprayed um, ground, but there are biological remediation agents that are being tested. So like um, if you generate certain bacteria growth and you put it in a tea and then you spray it, that bacteria might chew up and digest the glyphosate molecule. Um, also, since glyphosate, one of the ways that it works, it was originally patented as a descaler to clean boilers and pipes in industry settings because it chelates, grabs onto the minerals and strips the walls of the boilers and pipes. It also grabs onto the minerals in the food in, in the in the ground and makes it unavailable to the plant. So the plants become uh, very weak and sickly, and then our plants, our food, become mineral deficient, and we eat that and we become mineral deficient. Furthermore, the animals in the United States, their number one feed for the livestock is Roundup-ready crops. They're deprived of minerals because the Roundup-ready crops are, so we have mineral-deficient meat, milk, and eggs, and that causes diseases in the animals and it continues to support mineral deficiency in humans. And then when we eat the Roundup residues, the glyphosate, for example, that's found on food, it then further deprives us of minerals because it binds with the minerals already in our system, making them unavailable. Now, the bad news, L, is that Roundup is not just sprayed on GMO. So if you just go to a non-GMO diet, you still may have Roundup because Roundup is sprayed on many plants just before harvest to dry it down. It's sprayed on the cereals. It's sprayed on the beans. It's sprayed on certain vegetables and fruit and orchards. And, and in, it's found in wine because it's sprayed in vineyards. And so we recommend going to organic products or at least products that are non-GMO and have been tested to be free of glyphosate residues or low levels of glyphosate residues. Otherwise, you may be exposing yourself over and over again to Roundup residues, which, can, which are linked to so many diseases. In fact, I was interviewing a scientist who is an expert at the microbiome, and he said he knows of no other antibiotic that has the properties of glyphosate, in that glyphosate 
preferentially kills our beneficial gut bacteria, but not the nasty ones like E. coli, salmonella, and botulism. It seeks out and destroys the stuff that we want. And so therefore, it throws off the balance of the gut bacteria, the good stuff and the bad stuff, and that that imbalance is actually linked to most diseases that we know about. Just more motivation to keep spreading the word like we do here about pastured eggs, pastured animals, pasture-raised animals, not only for the environment, but for the quality of their life, eating their own DNA-prescripted diet, not cows eating GMO corn. What are the biggest culprits? For people that are out there that would know, like, what are the worst? I know soybeans, right, corn. What Are there a few that just, you know, you could list off that are like, these are the worst... Uh. <laughs> Good question. Yes, it's like if I have to eat non-organic, well, where can I where can I get away with it? Certainly, organic is better because you you avoid GMOs and the Roundup and the other toxins. So I'm going to name the GMOs now. There's only a small number. I'm going to name all the GMO crops now: soy, corn, cotton, which is used for cottonseed oil, canola, sugar beets, which are used to produce most of the sugar in the United States. Papaya from Hawaii or China, zucchini and yellow squash. There's an apple that doesn't brown when you slice it. And there's a potato that doesn't brown when you slice it. In Canada, they sell salmon in certain restaurants and catered organizations that's genetically engineered and not labeled. And then there's all the meat products from animals that are fed GMOs, which would be the meat, the the eggs, and the, the dairy. And so all of those would be uh, on the the list to avoid or minimize. Now, in addition to that list, you have products that have high levels of residues of glyphosate. And so that would be the grains, like, for example, oats have probably the highest level of all the grains. Wheat is very high. And in the beans, it's some, sometimes off the charts with, with things like navy beans and mung beans and lentils. Hummus can be very, very loaded with glyphosate because of the chickpeas. So it's, a, it's important to avoid the beans and the grains that are not organic as well. Right, and here we try to avoid them altogether because that's not of our part of our paleo paradigm. So we're already we're already halfway there. Um, really, really, just so important to do our best to get the cleanest we can um, and stay away from the, the, these particular things, especially. Uh, let's talk about this film that we can all see. Tell us what you're offering us to learn. Well, the film is called Secret Ingredients, and it's about more than a dozen people and families that did switch from organic, and the results were remarkable. Not remarkable to me because I'd been seeing it in 150 uh, rooms full of people at lectures and the 3,256 people that I surveyed, and I've seen the epidemiological evidence. But when you see it in person and you follow like the DiChiara family, where they had 21 chronic conditions between the five members, the son, the older son was autistic, the next son had respiratory problems, digestive problems and mood swings, the younger one had eczema, the mother was disabled permanently, supposedly, and was uh, had chronic pain and paralysis. The husband, who was a bodybuilder, he had a, a breast tumor. They, she became an expert on food and started studying it and started experimenting on the family. So she started taking things out of the diet systematically, noticing improvement, but they were still managing 21 chronic conditions until they realized that they were eating GMOs and Roundup, switched to organic, and they all went away. 
I'm going to do a little plot spoiling here, but it's okay because it doesn't take away from the impact of seeing the film. Their son is no longer on the autistic spectrum. And it's not the only one like that in the film. There is a also an, a, a chiropractic clinic where she ends up seeing a lot of couples who are infertile. And many of these couples have been to fertility clinics, but unsuccessful. She puts every one of her infertile couples on an organic diet, along with their chiropractic, and so far, 100% of them now have children. She is wow. interviewed, as well as some of her patients. We have people who had cancer, skin conditions, um, uh, also overweight, brain fog. Uh, we have Dr. David Perlmutter in the film, who's a- Oh, we the, love him. Yeah. yeah we know him very well. So David's a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a main source of information on the microbiome and how Roundup could be damaging the microbiome. One of the top pediatricians in the country, Michelle Perro, who wrote the book, What's Making Our Children Sick. She talks about what's happening. We have doctors in there talking about what people happen when they switch to an organic diet, get better, and then they cheat and their problems come back, which is sometimes what they need to do in order to nail down the fact that it is, in fact, their diet that caused the problems. So there's a lot, there's emotionally impactful stories that cause tears and laughing. And as it's moving along and you see the arc of these stories, you're learning about the dangers of GMOs and Roundup. And by the end, I have to say, there has not been a film, to my knowledge, that is more motivational for people to immediately switch to an organic diet. So people say to me, I've been trying to get my family to switch to organic, my son, my parents, my friends, and your film did it after I couldn't do it for 20 years. I had a woman say that she showed the film, Secret Ingredients, to her two teenagers. Afterwards, the two teenagers said to her, they were actually upset and angry because they, she had allowed them to bring non-organic food in the house. They got garbage bags and emptied the cupboards. So what we're doing is we're making it available for free from the 15th to the 22nd of May. And then we're inviting people to do a 90-day lifestyle upgrade where we give people tips and tricks how to convert their lifestyle in a way that they actually save money, that they save time, in a way that they learn more about the microbiome, more about the deep dive into the dangers so that we actually help people fulfill their goals because it's pretty clear and I've done this you know screen the film all over the country virtually everyone who watches the film wants to improve their diet and get the information out to others so we have decided to help people fulfill those two desires and we're giving away the movie for free during May 15th to May 22nd online to watch great uh, we will put the link in the show notes but verbally tell us uh, where we can go to find it well, you can go to secretingredientsmovie.com, and there you'll be able to, to, if it's before the 15th, you can register, and then you'll get a notification. If it's after the 15th, you can just click and just watch it right away. That's excellent. Thank you so much for joining us, and also just your tireless efforts to get behind these things that are hurting us. And I know, thankfully, there's been you know some celebrities and some people who are trying to get the word out too. And thankfully for documentary films, uh, just really appreciate all your work and everything you're doing to help people get healthier. And the good news is, L, that it actually is working. When I started 23 years ago, no one was talking about the health dangers. Hardly anyone knew what a GMO was. But all the nonprofits and NGOs were talking about the environmental risks and the farmers' issues and patenting life. And I realized that the 
the Achilles heel of the industry was consumers who were aware of the dangers, who would decide not to buy it, that can change the marketplace. And so we we pioneered the messaging on the health dangers for consumers and got it out around the world. I had the best-selling book and the thousand lectures around the world. And now 46% of Americans say they're seeking non-GMO food for the purpose of maintaining health. That has created a tipping point that's underway, driving GMOs more and more out of the food supply. But now that Roundup is being sprayed everywhere, eating non-GMO alone is not good enough. Organic is key. Go to non-GMO only if you can't get organic, but that is key. And we want to create a similar type of tipping point in the organic space. I love it. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see everyone again next week. Hey, everyone, join us for Keto Reset Month. This is a month of free email content, plus amazing offers, giveaways, and a huge grand prize to help you kickstart or recommit to keto. You can go to primalkitchen.com forward slash keto reset. And here's what you'll get when you subscribe. You'll get an incredible offer to buy a Primal Kitchen Advanced Keto Kit and get the Keto Reset Mastery Course for free, which is $147 value, a month of free exclusive email content from Mark Sisson, free keto learning materials such as ebooks, food lists, recipes, meal plans, and more, and additional offers and recipes from Primal Kitchen, Mark's Daily Apple. So go to primalkitchen.com forward slash keto reset and join us.